Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Two hundred and fifty years of slavery, one hundred years of Jim Crow, sharecropping, the Ku Klux Klan, lynchings, bombings, mass incarceration, the separation and destruction of the black family. All of that has had an effect on our mind. Our mind needs to be decolonized. We today are experiencing mental slavery not physical slavery as once our ancestors had to endure. In my book, Seven Steps to Decolonize the Mind, we take you through every step to start releasing the chains that's on your mind. He or she who controls the mind control the person. It is in a vested interest of the white supremacist system to keep your mind bogged down in a mental slavery, throwing entertainment, throwing drugs, throwing alcohol, anything they can at you to keep you bogged down. You got to free yourself from mental slavery. By purchasing our book, Seven Steps to Decolonize the Mind today on Amazon. Make sure you share it with your family, share it with your friends. Everyone can benefit from decolonizing the mind because once your mind is decolonized, you will never be put to sleep again. Welcome each and every one of my melanated kings and queens, my brothers and sisters in Africa as well as South Africa, and to my loyal listening audience around the globe. I welcome each and every one of you back to another episode of CWTG. As you know, I'm Teddy G, your host, and on this channel, ladies and gentlemen, we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So y'all go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, or whatever it is you prefer to drink, and join me for the next few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about the Ahmad Aubrey murder trial, where the William uh, Rodney Bryant's attorney said he don't want any more black pastors in the courtroom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me say it. In fact, when he said it, as y'all know, I'm a multitasker, so at the time when I was recording the uh, murder of um, Michael uh, Craig, I was also listening to uh, the Ahmaud Arbery murder trial when I was shocked to hear him say that very statement. So, we're going to get right into that, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as I take care of my housekeeping, because you know it's a must that we keep the dirty laundry clean around here at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let me play exactly what I heard 
as I was trying to record a, a previous episode that I believe is out already when I heard um, attorney Golf, I believe his name is, who is uh, defending uh, William Rodney Bryan in the murder trial of uh, Ahmaud Avery. Sure. Um, I was reminded of one matter that I wanted to address. My understanding while I was cross-examining uh, Investigator Lowry yesterday is that the right Reverend Al Sharpton managed to find his way into the back of the courtroom. Uh, I'm guessing he was somehow there at the invitation of the victim's family in this case. And I have nothing personally against Mr. Sharpton. My concern is that it's one thing for the family to be present. It's another thing to ask for the lawyers to be present. But if we're going to start a precedent starting yesterday, we're going to bring high profile members of the African-American community into the courtroom to sit with the family during the trial in the presence of the jury. I believe that's intimidating and it's an attempt to pressure could be consciously or unconsciously an attempt to, to pressure or influence the jury. What? To my knowledge, Reverend Al Sharpton has no church in Glen County, never has, hasn't been here since Elaine Brown ran for mayor, to my knowledge. But we have all kinds of people. We have school board members. We have county commissioners. We have all kinds of pastors in this town, over 100. Uh, and the idea that we're going to be serially bringing these people in to sit with the victim's family one after another, obviously, there's only so many pastors they can have. And if their pastor's Al Sharpton right now, that's fine. But then that's it. We don't want any more black pastors coming in here or other. No, he did not just say that. Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. And I'm not oh. saying the state is even aware that Mr. Sharpton was in the courtroom. I certainly wasn't aware of it till last night. But I think the court can understand my concern uh, about bringing people in who really don't have any ties to this case other than political interests. Uh, and we want to keep politics out of this case. So I'm asking the court to take appropriate steps to make sure that the gallery, which is already limited in this case, isn't being utilized for a purpose that could be viewed as improper. Thank you. I cannot believe he just said that, ladies and gentlemen. I was in the middle of recording another show. When I heard him say that, I had to pause the show that I was doing and uh, continue to listen to this uh, insane rhetoric from um, this attorney, Golf, who's uh, representing uh, William Rodney Bryant. That just was unbelievable to me. Any other defendants?
If a bunch of folks came in here dressed like Colonel Sanders with white masks sitting in the back, what? I mean, that would be. Okay, I, I don't care. So let me tell you what I had heard at lunchtime today was, and I what I had heard. You see, the judge cut him off because he surely didn't want him to make that racist statement that he was going to make Colonel Sanders with a white hood. So I guess this attorney, he just said, you know what? I am sick of hiding my racism and my Ku Klux Klan attitude. I'm going to tell it like it is. And that's exactly what he did. And then what I loved about the judge is he put him in his place as we continue to listen at this. Because I don't believe he had the nerve or the gall to uh, say that to the judge and in uh, the public eye, the public view. I, I can't believe it. Actually, yes, I can. Before lunch is that there was going to be um, uh, that the Reverend Al Sharpton was going to be appearing on the courthouse uh, and uh, appearing with the family. Uh, I was asked at lunch whether the court had any objection to um, Reverend Al Sharpton coming into the courtroom. And I said, as a member of the public, uh, there are certain limitations on what we can do here. What is going on? And what I was told was instead of having someone from the family sitting in the courtroom, that he was going to be sitting there instead of somebody else from the family. And my comment to that was simply, as long as things are not disruptive and it's not a distraction to the jury or anything else going on in the courtroom, so be it. But if it violates the court's rules with regard to the conduct of the trial or violates my orders with respect to how people are to conduct themselves in this courtroom, I will take it up with whomever I need to take it up with. Well, I will tell you that I noticed him once and that was it. And the fact that nobody else even noticed that he was in here means that everybody complied with this court's rulings on sitting in this courtroom and listening to the evidence. You tell him, Judge. I don't hear a motion, and I will tell you this, I'm not going to blanketly exclude members of the public from this courtroom. You tell him, Judge. Um, if individuals, based on the limitations that we have in the courtroom, um, end up sitting in the courtroom and they can do so, respectful of the court's process and in compliance with this court's orders with regard to the conduct of the trial, and they're not a distraction, then I'm not going to do anything about it. And I did not hear from anyone that there was any distraction whatsoever. In fact, what I just heard is nobody was even aware that he was in here. You tell him, Judge. See, that judge put him in his place. But you know what? That idiot still has the nerve to continue to go on. Except Mr. Sheffield. We were aware. He was not a distraction, guys. But not a distraction. So again, I'm not, I'm not sure what the motion was. Well, and I will point out there's a large barrier that sits. You're sitting in the back corner of the courtroom. I'm not even sure the jury would have seen him sitting there. Nobody has brought it to my attention other than what was just presented as an observation by Mr. Goff. I am not making a blanket rule about attendance in this courtroom. And I, let's not overstate what's going on here, Mr. Goff, because this will become a distraction that we're going to waste a bunch of time on. If you weren't even aware of it until later, I'm not sure what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing is the question is not whether the lawyers are aware of it, the question is whether the jurors are aware of it. 10 of the 12 jurors are sitting in the box and see a good part of the gallery. And we do live in a small town, and that's where we're trying this case. And we have 12 jurors who are trying to remain, maintain their anonymity here. Several have expressed concern about it. When we allow people in this courtroom, 
who are not part of the case but have interest in it, and the jurors can eyeball them and recognize that it's the people they know from TV, then that is intimidating. I'm not making a motion at this time, but if it becomes Good. a problem, as it has been a problem for me in other cases in this courtroom, then I'm gonna then we're gonna bring it back up. Oh lord! And I, I just don't want anybody to say we had no idea this was this was an issue. It's an issue for the Bryant defense. It's an issue for the Bryant defense, is what you just heard him say. That means the uh, Mzungu privilege is coming out of Attorney Golf and his uh, defendant, Rodney, uh, William Rodney Bryant, because I certainly would have told my attorney before he said that, because I'm sure he was aware that the attorney was going to uh, make that announcement, that I would have told him, no, don't say nothing like that, man. You've been to taint my defense and you've been to mess me up because you are actually bringing out the uh, the Mzungu privilege and the uh, our racist attitude. So let's leave that alone. But I guess his attorney talked him into saying, I think that would be good for our defense because we do not want any more black pastors coming in this courtroom, and as you heard the judge say, I am not going to block any public individual from coming into this room, whether he's a TV personality, whether he's a famous pastor, whether uh, he's someone that could possibly taint the uh, jury. Your presence cannot taint the jury. Now, if Al Sharpton had been in there and he had been uh, uh, disrupting the uh, proceedings of the court, I could understand him making that statement, but for him to slip into the courtroom in the back of the room with the um, Ahmad Avery's family, there was no need for him to make a statement like that other than the fact that he's going to take his Mzungu privilege and his authority as a uh, defense attorney and be able to uh, shout that rhetoric uh, in a court of law. Now, that's just my personal opinion. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, with all that being said, I thought it was very pertinent and important for me to get that information out to you guys so you could hear and know exactly where this particular attorney is uh, coming from and where he stands. And as you can see, he's got a problem with um, uh, black pastors. Actually, he's got a problem with uh, black people, period, if you ask me. Because look at that uh, jury box. That jury box has 11 Mzungus and one black person. Okay? Now, he want to talk about that the uh, uh, ju jury has uh, issues uh, of their character or safety or whatever, whatnot. What about that long black juror who's on that trial with 11 white jurors? I'm sure he's the one who's feeling more comfortable than all the other ones when he sees the uh, more presence of black faces in the courtroom. You, you know, he's, uh, he's feeling like uh, he's got some support because I know it must be difficult and hard for him to be sitting through this entire trial and he's the only black juror on this uh, murder trial. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to go ahead and end this episode. 
but it was just shocking to me that I uh, uh, heard what I heard uh, in the uh, uh, a courtroom, a public courtroom. All right, you listen, y'all continue to do your social distancing, continue to wear your outer gear, continue to take care of your immune system, you know, do all the things you can to help prevent the spread of this uh, a virus, you know, wash your hands, immediately remove your clothes if you're outside for any extended amount of time, get the machine washed, get yourself bathed up and freshened up before you decide to relax and chill in your home to help reduce the spread of this virus. Take care of your immune system by eating the uh, proper meals, taking the proper vitamins, uh, eating the proper uh, vegetables and fruits and nuts and berries and seeds and lemon and garlic and onions and peppers and your G-bombs. Don't forget those very important G-bombs. All of these are a system, uh, immune system builders. And they will help you keep your immune system strong. And with a strong immune system, we all know that you can uh, prevent yourself from catching this virus or even in the unlikely event that you test positive for it, you'll be able to get rid of it with little to no medication. I tell you all these things because Teddy G loves you, and loving you guys is my food, and Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until I have the opportunity to address you guys again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.